This will be the eighth time that we have meditated on a a part of Psalm 32. And again, we'll read most of it. So uh, we'll be looking at verse 10. Hear the word of God. A Psalm of David, a contemplation. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. O Lord God, you have made us your people, and we rejoice this morning that we are your people, and you have delivered us from eternal death through the work of the Lord Jesus on the cross by his sacrifice for us, and have thus declared, have thus demonstrated so clearly your love for us, and we desire to partake of this table in a manner that will please you and glorify you. And so we ask that we would have ears to hear now and hearts to listen as your spirit opens our eyes. And in the name of Jesus, our King, we pray. Amen. Last time from verse 9, we saw that we are not supposed to be like mules. We're not supposed to be like mules who can only be controlled, who can only be led, who can only be guided uh, because they're obstinate. Uh, by a bit and a bridle. They won't go where their master wants them to go. The Lord is worthy, brothers and sisters, of our full obedience and our honor as our master and our Lord. And now as we are close to concluding, uh, we'll look at uh, the final verse, verse 11, in a couple weeks. Uh, We are to see here a contrast, as we do in many places of Scripture. For example, the Psalms, many times there's a contrast there to help us understand Uh, between the wicked and the righteous, or the unbelieving and those who trust in the Lord. And this should be a great comfort uh, to us, that the Lord is merciful to his own people, uh, even when we sin and then repent. And he is just also in dealing with those who will not obey him and who do not not love him. In verse 10, the, the first part of verse 10 says, "'Many sorrows shall be to the wicked.'" In fact, it's a very natural thing. You reap what you sow, the law of the harvest. And God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And in fact, sorrows multiply. Sorrows are multiplied for the enemies of the Lord. And we see that same contrast in Psalm 34. Verse 15 of Psalm 34 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Praise God, his eyes are on us. He's listening, he's watching over us. So the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, his ears are open to their cry, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. 
So the remembrance of them will even be cut off. His eyes are on us, dear brothers and sisters. His ears are open to us. But his face is set against those who do evil, who are against him. And at the, at the end of Psalm 34, it says, Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. So it's condemnation. And the contrast is, the next verse, the Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Praise God, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The contrast here in Psalm 32.10 is that many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, it says, mercy shall surround him. And that's a wonderful picture. Mercy shall surround him. So all around you. And it's the second time we've seen that word in this psalm. In verse 7, it says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. And that has already been prayed for us. Trevor uh, prayed a number of these verses. Uh, he led us in this prayer this morning. And I, I did a quick word search on surround. Turns out 79 times it's used in the Bible, in New King James, and 64 of those are in the Old Testament. So most of them are in the Old Testament. And I noticed that it was mostly used, uh, and most of the, them were used when uh, the people of God or David or David's army were surrounded by enemies, completely surrounded, uh, and or they were surrounded by fear. But the contrast is, or surround was also used when you know that you are surrounded by the Lord, the Lord God. You are surrounded by the Lord God. And there is nothing that a horde of enemies can do to you. You are comforted that you are surrounded by the Lord and by songs of deliverance. You're delivered, you sing praises of deliverance to the Lord, you rejoice in his promises of deliverance. And your mind is then full of these songs of deliverance, full of them throughout the day, not full of fears like those who do not trust in the Lord. Matthew Henry said that these people, those who trust in the Lord, he said, they are assured that if they will trust in the Lord and keep close to him, mercy shall surround them on every side so that they will not depart from God. For his mercy shall keep them in. In other words, they will be surrounded, he'll be safe. He said, for his mercy, God's mercy shall keep him in, nor shall any real evil break in upon them, for his mercy shall keep it out. So rejoice this morning in the contrast of the people of God, members of his kingdom by faith in Jesus Christ, with those who deny the Lord and who are in the world. Rejoice this morning, brothers and sisters, that you are surrounded by his mercy. And his mercy is shown that he took your punishment on the cross, and his righteousness was imputed to you so that you may commune with him now and come to this table and dine with him and rejoice with him. So let's come near to him now in faith and in thankfulness. Let's pray. Lord, we do rejoice in the mercy that surrounds us by your grace and for the hope of the people of God. And oh, that we would grow in trusting in you and praising you for your goodness to us, your constant goodness and grace and mercy and kindness poured out to us. Oh Lord, forgive us for so easily taking your great mercy for granted and for being ungrateful children. And so we ask for your grace and your forgiveness as we come to this table and ask that by your spirit, we would know the joy of coming into your presence now through the Lord Jesus Christ, 
in whose name we pray. Amen.